0: On its voyage to the port of Leith, Scotland from Philadelphia, the transatlantic steamer Arch Tor passed the lighthouse on the Flannan Isles on the night of the 15th of December 1900, and the crew saw that its light was off. After docking in Leith three days later, the news was passed on to the Northern Lighthouse Board that something was amiss on the Flannan Isle. The board dispatched the lighthouse relief tender ship Hesperus to investigate. Arriving at the island on Boxing Day, the ship's captain, Jim Harvey, sounded his horn and sent up a flare, hoping to alert the three lighthouse keepers, James Ducat, Thomas Marshall and William MacArthur. However, there was no response. Disembarking from the Hesperus and reaching the lighthouse compound, more notice that the clock on the kitchen wall had stopped, a table was set for a meal that had never been eaten, and a chair had been toppled over. A canary in a cage was the only sign of life, and the three keepers were nowhere to be found. Well hello my fellow weirdos, I'm Dom and welcome to episode 5 of Horror House. Apologies for the delay between episode 4 and this one, unfortunately university assignments were very much kicking my ass last week. The joys of final year study. So, on to episode 5, the Flannan Isle mystery, which is a topic that was actually suggested by a friend of mine. So, you know, no pressure, no pressure, especially when he says it's a case that he's always been interested in. So, you know, there's definitely no pressure on my end. <laughs> but I hope I do it justice. And Harry, I hope it gets your stamp of approval. And I hope you enjoy, and I hope everybody enjoys this little lighthouse mystery. So the Flannan Isles, or the Seven Hunters, are a group of islands located in the outer Hebrides of Scotland. The islands themselves have been entirely devoid of permanent residents since the automation of the Flannan Isle Lighthouse in 1971. The islands are split into three groups. The main cluster of rocks that lay northeast include the two principal islands of Big Isle and House Isle. To the south lies Eastward Isle and Sagir to Main, while the main western outcrops lay the isle of the blacksmith Rorim, and sad sunk rock. The total land area accounts for around about 120 acres. So, you know, there's a there's a good amount of size on the Flannan Isle. So with that little geography lesson out of the way, let's delve into the disappearance of the lighthouse keepers. So after seeing the living quarters, Moore reported his findings to the captain of the Hesperus. Harvey then sent another two sailors to shore and they and more began looking for any sign at all of the lighthouse keepers. A thorough search of the lighthouse complex turned up absolutely nothing except for a set of oil skins, which is an item of waterproof clothing worn by sailors and others in wet areas, suggesting that one of the keepers had ventured out in just a shirt. Following this, the men had turned their attention to the landing platform, located on the west side of the island. In this area, there was an abundance of evidence that the island had recently been hit by one hell of a storm. A supply box had been smashed open and its content strewn across the ground, despite being over 100 feet above sea level. Iron railings on the side of a path had been twisted and bent, part of a railway track had been torn from its concrete moorings, and a rock weighing over a ton had been displaced. Turf had also been ripped from the top of the cliffs, which were 200 feet above sea level. There were, however, no sign of the lighthouse keepers. These clues only led to more questions. Why would one of the keepers go out and leave his coat? and considering the rules forbade it due to always needing someone to man the post, why would all three men leave together? In a telegram sent by Harvey to the Northern Lighthouse Board, he stated that poor fellows, they must have been blown over the cliffs or drowned trying to secure a crane or something like that. Harvey left Moore and the three other sailors behind to tend to the light and carry on the search. They scoured the islands for the missing men but they came up completely empty. The board's superintendent, Robert Murhead, arrived on the island on December the 29th and started his own investigation. Examining the oilskin that had been left, Robert concluded that it belonged to MacArthur. After going over the wreckage, he also speculated that Marshall and Ducat went out into the storm to attempt to secure the equipment stored there, and when they didn't return had summarised that MacArthur went on a little wander of his own to go and find them. So before we continue with our little mystery, I want to take some time to talk about Buzzsprout. If you are a podcast fan like me, you may have considered starting your own show. However, knowing how to get started in the world of podcasting can be pretty overwhelming. But that's where Buzzsprout comes in. Buzzsprout is the easiest and the best way. To launch a professional podcast. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about seeing you succeed which is why they have helped over 100,000 podcasters get their message out to the world. Not only will you get a great looking podcast website, audio players that can be dropped into other websites and detailed analytics and even more, Buzzsprout will also get your show listed on all major podcasting platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. To start your own podcast, follow the link in the show notes. This will let Buzzsprout know that I sent you. We'll also bag you a $20 Amazon gift card, which, I mean, who doesn't love an Amazon gift card if you sign up to a paid plan and helps support my show. So, let's get back to the Flannan Lighthouse. In his official report, Murhead concluded, From evidence which I was able to procure, I was satisfied that the men had been on duty up till dinner time on Saturday the 15th of December, that they had gone down to secure a box in which the mooring ropes, landing ropes, etc. were kept, and which was secured in a crevice in the rock about 110 feet above sea level, and that an extra large sea had rushed up the face of the rock had gone above them and coming down with immense force had swept them completely away. However, as far as the public was concerned, Moorhead's conclusion wasn't quite good enough and speculation soon started to stir, with explanations ranging from a skeletal crew of a coast ship whisking the three bed away or the men being dinner for a giant sea serpent or the men being whisked away by a huge seabird. You know, like in Jurassic World, when the nanny gets picked up by that flying dinosaur, you know, that sort of Jurassic World shit. You know, that's definitely what happened. Um, One theory had the men leave the island to escape debts, and another had them being kidnapped by foreign spies. More doubt was cast with the emergence of a logbook containing several head-scratching entries between the 12th and the 15th of December. In one entry, Marshall, Marshall is supposed to have written that a huge storm had hit the island and stated that Ducat was unusually quiet and MacArthur, a big burly dude who wasn't much for sensitivity, was weeping. A second entry has all the men praying in the eye of the monstrous storm and a third and final entry states that the storm had decided it had enough of Flannon Island and moved on. And all was now calm. Upon hearing these logs, there were questions regarding the theory that the men had been swept out to sea. However, it turns out, in fact, that the logbook entries were injected into the story years after the fact. When carrying out his own investigation, 14 Times journalist Mike Dash found no evidence that the logbook entries ever existed. Yet another twist in the Flannan Lighthouse mystery. So let's get into some of the theories surrounding this unexplained mystery. Dismissing the fake logbook and the tales of ghost ships and mythical sea creatures such as sea serpents, we are left with three theories that seek to explain the mystery. The first of these is based on William MacArthur. MacArthur was, by all accounts, a moody bastard who loved to solve an argument with his fists. It had been speculated that he started a fight up on the western landing which resulted in all three men plunging to their deaths. A second theory is that one of the men, potentially MacArthur, murdered the other two, ditched the bodies into the sea and then threw himself off the cliffs. While both theories add a level of bloodthirsty juiciness to the mystery There is no evidence that either a fight or a murder took place. It is of course perfectly possible for men in confined quarters to rub each other the wrong way to the point where they snap and all hell breaks loose but without bodies or a crime scene to examine these two theories will forever remain merely theories. The much more plausible explanation is that Marshall and Ducat were swept away while trying to secure the supplies and equipment on the West Landing. When his colleagues failed to return, MacArthur headed out to find them and he too perished in the storm. Why anyone would head out when they could have stayed safe in the lighthouse can be explained by the fact that Marshall had previously been fined five shillings for losing his equipment in a previous gale. As a family man, losing five shillings in 1900 was... I mean, that was a lot of money. You know, it wasn't really a laughing matter to lose five shillings in 1900. So it's not surprising that securing the equipment was far more important to Marshall than his own personal safety. It goes without saying, however, that the real reason for the disappearance of the three men will likely never be known. And this 120-year-old mystery will likely stay unsolved. However, these men met their fates on a cold December night in 1900, be it accidental, by design, by misadventure, or maybe, just maybe, the skeletal crew of a ghost ship or the elusive Kraken, the Flannan Isle's mystery remains one of the most enduring missing missing person cases to this day. And that is episode 5, The Flannan Isle Mystery. I hope you enjoyed this little 120-year-old spooky tale. Big love to Harry for the suggestion. I really enjoyed reading up on this one and I really hope it gets your stamp of approval. Next week, it's back to good old murder and true crime and Dorothea Puente will be the star of the show. You can find Horror House on Instagram at hhtruecrimeandthemicabre on Facebook at Horror House Pod and on Twitter at HH True Crime Pod. You can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. If your podcasting site of choice allows, I'm looking at you, Apple Podcast listeners. Leave a review. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. What I can do better or what I'm doing well. Good or bad, let me know how I'm doing. So, on that note, Until next time, stay spooky.